BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only, not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. the Artie Friends podcast. This is Allison. And this is Kara. Today we're going to be talking about hobbies. That's H-O-B-B-I-E-S. And I know this sounds like a silly topic, but I think we're going to, this is going to be a fun, fun episode today. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it because with all, you know, it's New Year's resolution season and we wanted to do a fun spin on our, our outlook for the year. Yeah, you know, there is kind of a lost art of hobbies in today's day and age. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about our relationship with hobbies, like what we've done in the past, what we hope to do next year. And yeah, like Allison said, it's going to be fun. We're going to give some fun facts about hobbies that you maybe didn't know. And yeah, have a really good conversation. But first, I think we can catch up really quick, hear about what's going on in our lives, and then get into the topic. Amazing. And hopefully at this point, everyone's had all of their holiday celebrations. I know for me, I have Four. Four Christmases to celebrate. How many did you have? Just one. We ran off to my parents' house in Alabama. So yeah, it was a happy bunch. And I, I take turns. Me and Connor take turns going to each other's like holidays and Christmases. So we were here last year for Christmas. So now it was my turn. Here is in St. Louis in Missouri. As you get older, I think that's how you have to do it. You got to like switch off years. Yeah. And honestly, it's about the people that you're with and just having time together. Like, it's really not about what day it's on. I will not lie. I remember in 2021, I was like low-key a little devastated that it was like my first Christmas, not with my actual family. That sounds terrible, but it was fine. I hung out with them on December 28th, like once we and Connor got to Pennsylvania on the East Coast and it like didn't even matter at the end of the day. Oh, because you were with Connor's family Yeah, because that was, that was, yeah, last year was the first time I was not with my family on actual Christmas. Yeah, one year I just went to Switzerland for Christmas <laughs> and the trip was so expensive and staying in Lucerne I think that's how you say it over Christmas was like an arm and a leg and we literally went to McDonald's for the Christmas meal because we were like we spent so much money getting here and for everything else and the food in Switzerland is outrageous so we were like you know what honestly like 
just a ton of McDonald's. This was like five years ago, at least. Sounded so good. And I don't know why I even told that story. It has nothing to do with anything. (laughs) No, it's just... Yeah, not being home for the holidays, I guess. But I really liked how our families did it this year. We did the second weekend of December with Clay's family. And then the third weekend with my dad's family. And then actual Christmas with my mom. And it was great because we just like be invested. All the years past, it's like, we're all trying to do them right around Christmas. It's like, oh my gosh, now I have to leave. Okay, what time is it? Like, oh, we already ate. Like trying to do all the schedules because everyone lives here in Omaha. And so I was really voting. I'm like, hey, everyone, this is really nice and not stressful. Like maybe every year we could just all take one weekend and we just rotate. Mm -hmm. Like everyone moves down a week. Yeah. And it worked out. Worked out. Yeah. I think as Clay and I are getting older and our parents and, you know, the other siblings and their significant others, like everyone's realizing compromise is a very important part of the holidays. Like if you want your turn, you got to give up a turn. Yeah. And you got to remember the reason for the season and fighting about who gets what days and we have to be together on Christmas. Like that's not the reason for the season. (laughs) So I'm happy that that all went well and that you didn't have to live out four Christmases like the movie where they literally get all four in one day. Oh my God, so that's a nightmare. I just watched that movie like a couple weeks ago. It's so funny. Okay, so with my dad's side and Clay's side, we did um, Secret Santa and I so appreciate that. Like not having to buy like 30 gifts and just buy one person and focus made it so much better. My dad found this website where you put in everyone's name and somehow like I don't know, you all log in to this link and then it just tells you who you have that way. Because in the past, I always knew it as like one person had to be Secret Santa and they had to like write the names on paper and then, you know, text everyone or something. And then I was like, that's sad because they know. But now there's this <laughs> website where... Even Santa, Secret Santa doesn't know. Yeah. So it was a very small gift Christmas. And with my mom, we're taking the Palm Springs trip. So that was like her big gift. Have you said that on here? Oh, no, probably not. I'm gone technically as of right now. I'll be in the Palm Springs Joshua Tree area for like a good month with my mom. She's an angel. She got an Airbnb for us and is letting me escape the snow with her for a month. So follow Allison on Instagram to see those updates. Okay, fun. Anything else? Any other holiday updates? Hmm. I like literally had so much to tell you guys. And like now <laughs> I'm just being weird and not telling you guys any of the good stuff. Oh, you know, Jesse. Mm-hmm. Guys, you all should go like DM Jesse and tell her to come on the podcast because we need to have her on. <laughs> <laughs> but she has the coolest life. She's a photographer. She lives here in Omaha and she's someone's companion for flying. You know how like if you're an airline attendant, you get like a companion. So yeah. she's someone's companion. So she just gets to go everywhere. She was literally like in London on Wednesday and then just like through this like badass holiday gala party at her house like the day after she got back. It's like, how do you do (laughs) these things? You're amazing. Um, I literally met her in Hawaii when she was living in Hawaii. So a little fun fact. Oh, no way. We had a mutual friend. And so I met Jesse like on the beaches of the North Shore. Like so cool. That sounds she, very on brand for her. Yeah, she's awesome. So yeah, we definitely need to have her on. And she's also the one who I ended up, we had the spontaneous Tulum, same flight. Fly together, <laughs> yeah. land together, peace out. Oh, we definitely told that on here, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so we're just hyping Jesse up, but she's a cool gal. But you had fun at her Christmas party? Yeah, yeah. I'm so weird. I just love seeing inside people's houses. 
like it's just so satisfying. It sounds so creepy. But when you can see how someone <laughs> lives, it's like, oh my God, I just feel like I know you so much more now. Like it makes sense. Oh, well, I feel like the reason I'm being weird is because I'm just skirting around like big life moments because I don't want to talk about them. <laughs> yeah. So I had my, I don't know what word I'm using, last, temporary, last, farewell, final. I don't know. You guys will know when I know weekend at New Wave. Um, and so a lot of people came to say bye and shop. And honestly, it was fucking horrible. I literally was on the verge of tears for like four days. And because I was like overcoming being sick. And you know, like this is the only comparison I can give. But like, let's say someone dies and then people like keep bringing it up or like something bad yeah. happens. And then people keep saying like, oh, I'm so sorry about XYZ. Like I know it's all coming from a place of care. But when people kept asking me like what the next thing was, it was just stressing me out and making me feel like I couldn't live like in the moment or like grieve the current week that was happening. Like it was already like, what's next? What's next? And then I had this like whole spiral. I figured out I'm an any three, which is the achiever. And I just feel like people only ask me about my achievements. So literally my family was at Spaghetti Works. If you guys know Omaha, <laughs> it's like the like classic funny family restaurant. And I'm just crying at the table. I was like, why does anyone only care about my achievements? Like no one ever asks how just like I'm actually doing. It's always like, what about this? What are you accomplishing next? This, this, this. And it's like, how about like, how was yoga? No one ever asked me how <laughs> yoga was. And the lawyers just like at the table were all like eating bottomless pasta <laughs> it's like a 16 year old high schooler like literally <laughs> is this one check or how are you guys doing this so yeah it wasn't a great week to be honest um because I feel like I am going through this in real time as I'm supposed to be like talking about my experience and I haven't even like dealt with it or processed it or had time and then I was sick and yeah, I don't know. And so it's like hard when people are asking me things that I don't know yet. Yeah. And I know it's all coming from like a place of love. And But you know what? Some of it wasn't coming from a place of love. It was coming from a place of gossip curiosity. Like this one mom comes around the corner and she's like, Hi, so I'm sure what your Instagram caption about going to the desert was probably some marketing ploy. So what's the real tea? You're moving? You're out of business? What's the thing? And I'm like, perfect. Thanks for the privacy. Um, thanks for caring. People are just crazy. So, yeah, I think I like. How did you respond to that? No, I think I literally started crying. I was like, honestly, I've had a really hard day and I don't have the emotional capacity to answer your question. Like, that's so rude. And like, a marketing ploy? Yeah. And then how'd she respond? Did that like put her in her place a little bit or no? She's like, oh, well, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't know it was so sensitive. I'm like, you just came in so hot. Of course I'm sensitive. What if you (laughs) actually were going out of business, which. Sorry if that's, a sp- I don't want to like speak on your story, but I know that's not the case. But like, what if it was actually what's happening? I know. Like, like would you compassion. <laughs> kick someone while they're down? Like, hey, I heard you're bankrupt. Are, are you bankrupt? Like, tell me. I know. As like other customers are shopping and I don't know. I'm like, no, honestly. Okay. If you guys really want like the tea, it's basically, like, I just can't have new wave in my apartment anymore. Like it's too many layers. I'm tired of not having privacy. It's been three years. I've had way too many violations of privacy. It makes me feel like I'm on edge. People will be (laughs) driving by and they're like, hey, I knew New Wave's not open, but you're home. It's like, I just want to be at home and have no one know I'm home, okay? Like, I just need some privacy. And maybe after I go to the desert, maybe I'll feel like I got a little break, but I have some possible solutions. I just haven't figured them all the way out yet. So Mm -hmm. New Wave will still exist, but I don't want New Wave in my apartment anymore because it's too fucking much. (laughs) 
And I feel like that is a reasonable thing to say. <laughs> that I don't want 200 people in my house every week anymore. Okay? It served its purpose. It was great. But it's time to move on. Oh, my gosh. Well, sending you all the best <laughs> wishes, best love, because I couldn't imagine that. I don't think I've had, like, 50 people in my house in two years let alone 200 every weekend. Like, that's insane. No, I don't think people understand, like, actually how hard that weighs on you. Like, think of how tired you guys all are, like, after you host, like, a small party at your house. Or, like, maybe you had relatives over for the holidays. I've been having people over <laughs> for three years. Small parties, <laughs> Thursday, Friday, Saturday, from 10 to 2. <laughs> and people don't always leave when the party is over. They stay <laughs> all the time. There's lingering. <laughs> There's coming oh early, gosh. there's staying late, there's asking for parties outside of party hours, all the things. So I'm healing. <laughs> <laughs> I will hopefully be able to speak on this. And I am so thankful for what New Wave has given me. And like 99% of customers are amazing. I mean, it's truly, it's like a party. Most of your party guests are great. There's always the one bitch who pukes and ruins everything for everyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's a perfect analogy. So yeah, that's why I'm in the desert. Coping. The one bitch that comes up to you and corners you and asks for the gossip. Why are you closing? Yep. And you're like, I'm going to dump this drink on your head. You little bitch. <laughs> yeah, this analogy is really working. Uh, so, well, yes, here's to healing and excited. I think maybe this, I'm speaking again for other people, but maybe they were just coming from excitement, excited to hear what's next. And that will come in the future. More mm -hmm. announcements, more updates. So we are excited. I'm excited to hear where Thank it's you. going. Thank you. <laughs> Is that all of our... No, you haven't even caught up yet. I mean, my life's boring. I mean, the only update I really have is that I was doing secretary life the last couple of days, you know, just... Highly, I don't know where that came from. Have you heard that? People saying like, I'm taking a secretary day. Where did that come from? I want to give credit, but I don't know. I don't TikTok. know said it. I always called them admin days, but secretary oh, is like cuter. Maybe. Did I make this up? I'm just <laughs> <laughs> no. Was it me? Wait, am I brilliant? Am I like so cute and fun? You're right. It was admin day. That is like what I feel like I usually heard, but I was doing secretary day. I called it accountant day at first. I'm like, that's literally not right. Like accountants don't send mail, but well, they probably do. But anyways, yes, did secretary day the last few days. If you saw my Instagram stories, I found out I was driving my car illegally for like 12 months. Um, did not know my tags were expired. And I'm very impressed that I, I'm, I'm happy that I did not get pulled over. But yeah, I had to get that sorted, had to go to the DMV, just stuff like that. Also, another update. <laughs> Why is your face like that? Because I know what you're about to say. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm like bracing myself. <laughs> I was like, what is wrong? I was like, are you that embarrassed I was riding dirty for this long? No, no, no. Okay. <clears throat> another update that I had to talk about on the podcast. I want to talk about it last. I wanted to talk about it last week, but ran out of time. It's gotten cold lately. I decided that it was time to whip out the sparkly Uggs. If you guys have followed me on Instagram or have just followed my social media, you know that I love my gold sparkly Uggs. They're so fugly, but I never wore them for like 10 years. So when I decided to start wearing them last year, they were brand new. Like you could stick your hand and it was just like the softest fur because I genuinely had never worn them because they're so fugly. Um, and so I lived in them last year and I was getting ready to pull them out for this year. And so I got in my basement and I realized that they were sitting on like a shoe shelf. It was just a little sus. It was in my unfinished basement. Like I don't know. I'm like, okay, maybe like a bug or a centipede or something got in these. I'm going to shake them out. So I flip them upside down. I shake them and nothing comes out. And I'm like, okay, phew, like bullet dodge because like that basement is gross and I don't know what was down there. So 
I brought them upstairs and I'm about to put them on and I'm like, oh, there's a twig in my Uggs. Like, let me grab this. So I grabbed the twig. Shut the fuck Pull up. it out. <laughs> and it was a mouse's tail. There was a dead mouse in my Uggs. I picked up and I screamed bloody murder. I'm like, ah! And I like throw the shoes on the ground. There's like a dead mouse on the ground. Connor runs in. He's like, why are you screaming? I'm like, there was a dead mouse. I touched it. I thought it was a twig. And I shook them out in the basement knowing that this might have happened. And then they didn't come out in the basement. But of course, I like pull it out. Like, I didn't know you grabbed the tail. No, I know. I literally thought it was a branch. Like I thought it was a twig. It makes sense though. I mean, I don't know how a branch got in your shoe, but no, I dark, like, cause your, your basement's dark. So I also, yeah. for the listeners that are like, how did you not see it down there? It's dark down there. Yeah. And then you got up to the kitchen where it's light. Yes. And I'm like, oh, a branch. <laughs> like, yeah, how did that get in there? I don't know. Like, yeah. Well, and I, especially like when I vigorously shook them downstairs, I'm like, okay, problem solved. There's no, nothing in there. Was his claw just like grabbing the fur? I don't know. I mean, I had pulled him out fully and I'm like, oh my God, I'm holding a mouse. This is so gross. So then um, we had to sadly throw him away. Yeah. How'd you take the trash the out? Body? I was like, Connor, can you like get a paper towel? He's like, I'm not touching that thing with the paper towel. I'm like, well, I just raw dogged it. So you can touch it with a paper towel. But instead he got like a broom and like swept it up. I'm like, this is so sad. Like, Ugh, we but now, away. now that broom has mouse on it. Yeah. We, See, are you we, weird about things like that? Because like, well, I, yeah, I like sprayed it the floor and like wiped it up. Um, but I'm like really sad about my Uggs. Like I ha- they're just still on the ground. Like they're still where the incident happened. And it's been like a week. They're just I haven't touched them. across the kitchen floor. Haven't even no, moved like, them out of the way. The crime I literally scene haven't. is intact. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to touch. I vacuum them out. I'm like, I don't want to know if there's like anything in here. I will say we do have like mouse poison in our basement. So I think what happened is that this mouse ate the poison and then ran to the Uggs because what they do is they try to go find water once they've eaten poison. It's really fucked up. But I think he just like ran into the Uggs while he was dying. So I don't think he was like living in my Uggs. Like I think he was alive in the Uggs for maybe 20 minutes tops. Um, Whatever helps you sleep at night. (laughs) Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't think we have like living mice in our basement. That'd be really disgusting. But yeah, there was no like, it wasn't like torn up. There wasn't any poop in there. But I do want to find a way to like, is there any way I can like wash them or like get them clean? Because I do want to wear them. Like, I feel bad just donating them. I feel like I can like, oh, I think that's bad karma. <laughs> What's the karma? Um, Next time you get something, it was a mouse's old home. Like you buy a purse and... Then I honestly started thinking, I'm like, how many things have I thrifted? Yeah. That like these boots, oh, a lady found a snake in them or like a dead mouse. And like, I'm at the thrift yeah. store and I'm like so excited to get these. Yeah. Um, I actually think about these things a lot. Um, <laughs> Like with everything, it's so nice to be naive. And then once you start learning things... Like why did someone donate these perfectly good boots that are so on trend, so cute. Makes you start to think. Yeah, maybe she like stepped on a, a tarantula and that was where yeah. her spider killing boots. And it was like all gooey. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, well, that was my traumatizing experience. Um, Yeah, so TBD on what I do with the Uggs. I, I do think that they might just have to go. I did. Mm-hmm. I posted about this in my story. I didn't t- tell the whole story, but I did t- talk about the fact that there was a mouse in my shoe and someone said, girl, I put my foot in my Uggs and there was a mouse in them last year and it was squishy. Mm. So at least that didn't happen. I think I would have much rather picked up the tail, 
had a moment where I'm like, what the fuck? That's not a twig. Then to have that happen. So I don't know, but depends how thick the sock was and how like long. Or you, oh, went, I, you went bare hand. Oh my God. I thought she was barefoot. And you're right. Moose, she was wearing a sock. Did when I had the mouse living in my apartment last year, did I <laughs> tell how I caught it? Oh my gosh. A chocolate and something. Yeah. But the bad part of the story was the sticky pad. Uh, mm. The mouse was moving so aggressively on the sticky pad that it pushed the sticky pad underneath the post of our patio couch. So then the bottom of the couch leg stuck onto the sticky pad as the mouse was still alive on it. So I had to grab the sticky pad and yank the leg of the couch off as the mouse is flailing, just trying to get off for his dear life. Like his paws are just stuck to the stick. And then I had to put him in a plastic bag and suffocate him and walk him out to the dumpster. And let me tell you, at Clay's Hall, day party last week someone was telling a story about a mouse and clay goes oh my god yeah i had to kill the one in our apartment last year and i i literally leaned back and i was like mm, who who killed the mouse in our house because you were mouse inside house. you were inside and i called for you and you did not come i i killed the mouse and he was like oh is that what happened Oh my God. I had to call him out in front of his peers. Yeah, I'll be fully transparent. We've definitely had mice problems in the last year and a half and have also had an experience with a sticky trap. And Connor always like puts it out of its misery. He'll like put it in a bag like that, then he'll just like dump it with a shoe. <gasps> what? Yeah, because it's sad. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't know what's worse. It, I know. But it's in the bag. He just dumps it. He has. He literally has one shoe that we keep outside. And it was like <laughs> the mouse thumping <laughs> shoe. Like I'm not even kidding. It's still out there. See? And then someday you're going to donate those and those are your mouse dumping shoes. And it's like, oh my god, look at these nice tennis shoes. Like they're so fine. Who would I, throw this away? Okay, but you're kind of right though because Clay has this pair of shoes out in our sunroom <laughs> and anytime I have to kill a spider, I always use his shoe because I'm not going to use my shoe, but I don't no. tell him. I just use his shoes, right? Like everyone does yeah. that, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I have I have to use Connor's shoes to kill all vermin. <laughs> all vermin, all insects. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, this is literally a podcast about vermin. <laughs> Raccoons, mice, it's fine. Okay, we should probably do Pixel Weeks and get into today's topic before okay, we get wait, too Okay, wait, I have one last, one last funny comment. While we may be the raccoon's favorite podcast, we are absolutely on the shit list for mice. All of the mice hate the Artie Friends podcast because we are talking about thumping them with shoes and killing them and poisoning them. I mean, the only animal that I care about being on their good side is the raccoons. So as long as the raccoons stay on this podcast... We're good. We're good. To hell with the mice. I mean, raccoons probably eat mice. So really, we're just doing it for the raccoons. (laughs) Hashtag for the raccoons. Okay, my pick of the week, I didn't even talk about this, but we went to Connor's works holiday party and it was very fun. And we got a little caricature of us. That was cute and fun. So yeah, 10 out of 10 night. Great food. I like his coworkers. It was very fun. Um, I also went to Clay's holiday party, which was also very fun. Also great oh, coworkers. Cute. But my peak would be my friend Mick had her baby Aww. and her name is Maxine and she's so cute and everything went well. And I think this is the closest I've ever been to being an aunt. Well, I guess Clay has nephews. The other day, Clay was talking about his nephews, but he always calls them by name. And I was like, Clay, how come you just never say your nephews? And he's like, oh my God, you're right. And he's like, maybe it makes me feel old. Like, I just was like, hmm? he, ne- he just never says it. That's funny. And I'm like, oh, you are an uncle. Uncle it's Clay. Oh, Uncle Clay. So cute. Um, one of, 
<laughs> One of his nephews, though, it sounds so ego- egotistical to say, but has a crush on me. I would never have framed it that way, but it was it was framed to me this way. And at someone else's baby shower the other week, he was the two year old was sitting at the end of the table, and his mom came over to me and was like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Watching Allison." <laughs> <laughs> And she was like, I am so sorry. My son really likes you. <laughs> Aw, that's always so cute, though. I know. I feel favored, so we hang out. That's adorable. Okay, your guys' Speaks of the Week. Jillian said, a cutie guy customer at the bar I work at asked for my number, and we've been hanging out. Okay, keep us updated. This is juicy. This is fun. China said, finally went back to my hot yoga studio. I love that for you. I'm sure that is... Very much helping with the cold temperatures right now. Velvet said, really prioritizing my peace this holiday season and setting boundaries. Feeling really good about the holidays for once. That's amazing. Glad you had that peace and that calmness and got to enjoy the holidays and not be stressed out. And Robin said, I passed my final CPA exam. 17 and a half months of studying finally paid off. Congratulations. You are going to be a badass accountant. As always, send in your peeks to our Instagram, Already Friends podcast. As a retail shop owner, I know how important it is to have a good, reliable POS system. That's why I'm so excited about our sponsor today, Shopify. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source. Track everything across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers both inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash already friends. That is all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash already friends to take your retail business to the next Next level today. Shopify.com slash already friends. Thank you again to Shopify for sponsoring the Already Friends podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Rosetta Stone. They are the most trusted language learning program out there. They've been experts for 30 years and millions of users have trusted them to help them learn second, third, fourth languages. And this is especially timely for me because one of my goals for the year, I literally just said this in our Patreon goal setting workshop last week, is that I want to learn Spanish. I studied German in college and unfortunately, I don't get to go to Germany or Austria very often. But I have been spending a lot of time in South America and Mexico. I spent all of January in Colombia and I loved it so much that I'm going back in April. I'm going to Tulum next week. And I'm like, you know what? It is time that I really buckle down and get better at Spanish. If you also are thinking of traveling more, learning second, third, fourth languages, I can't recommend getting started with Rosetta Stone enough. If you would like to get Rosetta Stone and not put off learning language any longer, there's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Already Friends listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. 
That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem 50% off at rosettastone.com today. And thank you to Rosetta Stone for sponsoring the Artie Friends podcast and helping me in my Spanish language learning journey. This episode is sponsored by Honey Love. Honey Love is revolutionizing the bra game. Can you think of a bra that you actually like to wear? One that doesn't poke you, does not hurt, and that you kind of forget that you're wearing? For me, I'm thinking of my Honey Love bra. I have fully said goodbye to wearing underwire and bulky fabric bras that trap heat. Honey Love's bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. The fabric is super soft and it feels like a second skin and you'll immediately feel and notice the difference. Right now, I'm wearing the silhouette bra and I'm totally forgetting that I'm wearing a bra, but it totally lifts. It feels so supportive. It looks so good under shirts. And it's not like those bras that give you that uniboob effect when you put on a tight shirt or tight clothes. It separates, it lifts, it does everything that a bra should be doing. I'm also obsessed with the shapewear. I have the superpower thong, which is kind of like this mid-stomach shapewear piece. The way that it gives my body this hourglass shape that I did not know that I had and is so comfortable. I have traditional shapewear from a few different brands and they kind of hurt so bad. Within a couple hours, I feel like I can't breathe. But with Honey Love's shapewear, it's so comfortable. It's meant to be able to breathe, to live your day-to-day life in. And I feel like I can definitely use the shapewear for my wedding. So I'm very excited about that. So if you're ready to step into that next level comfortable bra and shapewear, it's your time to get Honey Love. Go to honeylove.com slash already friends and you can get 20% off your entire order with that link. So it's honeylove.com, H-O-N-E-Y-L-O-V-E.com slash already friends for 20% off. Make sure to use that code to show your support of the show. And thanks again to Honey Love for sponsoring the Already Friends podcast. And now, getting into today's topic of hobbies, this is kind of giving me the same energy vibes as our loneliness and finding a third place episode, where at first, it might seem a little silly, but... You know, everyone deals with loneliness and hobbies and third places are something that like affect all of our lives or like we're all a part of doing them sometimes, but they're not usually something you like really sit down and reflect on. But we got good feedback on that third place episode and it was fun to do. So I feel like hobbies are a similar thing where it's going out of your comfort zone maybe or tapping into something you really like to do. We're going to explain what hobbies actually are because a lot of us have some misconceptions about what hobbies are, Um, our own experiences with hobbies, maybe some that we'll give to you guys as inspiration for the new year, and some fun and shocking facts about hobbies and maybe why people aren't hobbying as they used to. Yes, absolutely. So... I think getting right into it, what is a hobby? By definition, a hobby is considered to be a regular activity that is done for enjoyment, typically during one's leisure time. Hobbies include collecting themed items and objects, engaging in creative and artistic pursuits, playing sports, or pursuing other amusements. Participation in hobbies encourage acquiring skills and knowledge in that area, and they are typically not monetized. Emphasis on that part. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. In this day and age, I think, at least for me, that is usually what ruins all of my hobbies. Mm -hmm. Something starts off as being this fun little hobby, and then I ruin it by trying to make money from it. Yeah. And I think that can go perfectly into the next thing I want to talk about was like, why has our society lost the art of hobbies? That was one of the reasons. There are so many ways that you can monetize your hobbies nowadays that like for a lot of us, it quickly becomes a business or even maybe you start posting about your hobby on social media. And now all of a sudden you're an influencer for that hobby, like pottery or photography, and you're getting paid to go out and like show your creative process or the way that you enjoy your hobby. So I think that's very common and it happens way more than you'd think. Um, Some other reasons that we have lost the art of the hobby. 
social media has definitely consumed a lot of our free time. It seems that a lot of us will have some free time and then we start scrolling Instagram, TikTok, etc. Whereas before you had this immediate source of gratification. Maybe you spent your free time reading a book or doing a puzzle or stuff like that. Um, Another reason that we've maybe lost that art of having a hobby is that we see people that are really good at things online and it might subconsciously discourage us from being bad at something. So maybe you see someone who's like a pro scrapbooker and you are interested maybe in scrapbooking, but you just see how good these people are at scrapbooks and you're like, why should I even try? Like, I will never be that good, that creative at that certain thing. So I think those are some ways that we get a little discouraged. One more thing is that we definitely live in a very work-centric society where working hard is rewarded and play or having a hobby, not so much. And I would say another reason is probably funds for a lot of people are maybe tighter than what they once were because life has just gotten more expensive. Like if you think of like our parents' generation, they didn't have to buy all the things that we do slash there wasn't a million things to buy. So I think now if we start to get good at a hobby, it's like, oh, I could make some extra money from this, which would be great. But we don't really stop to think like, well, this is something that makes me happy. And what am I going to lose by monetizing this? Because now this fun pastime is just more work. Yeah. And is defeating the purpose of why I even started doing that hobby in the first place to maybe relieve stress, to fulfill your creativity cup, just all those things. And then, yeah, like you said, it just ruins it. So what is your current state with hobbies? Where are you at? What are some hobbies that you've done or you like doing? Okay. So in January, I feel like I was thinking of my year and I had some high hopes for 2022 being my hobby year. I was like, I'm going to get into ceramics. I'm going to get a film camera. I'm going to get so good at film. And really, I fell short on my hobby game this year. I did get some more plants. I feel like getting a green thumb, if that can be a hobby, because it's not like it's gardening, but just trying to learn more about houseplants and keeping them alive was a hobby goal of mine for the year. And it was fun. And I'm just someone who leans on monetizing things because if you have any sort of following or like, you know, with the store or the podcast, like if you start to do something, it can, you can monetize something so easily. And people Mm -hmm. also ask too, you know, not just me, but you know, anyone, like if you post something, people are like, oh, that's cool. Could you make that for me? Or could you do that? Or, you know, I'm sure it happens to people all the time, but It's like 2022 laid the groundwork in my head for me to start thinking about hobbies. And I feel like this is the year I get into my (laughs) hobbies. You heard it here. (laughs) But I think I have just started to realize like maybe some of the extra side money that I've made from some of my hobbies, I could have just not tried to monetize it and kept it for myself. And I used to want to share everything and monetize everything. And this year was a lesson of privacy and how important privacy actually is to me. And I didn't really realize that. So. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where I'm sitting with hobbies. Yeah. I'm inspired by them right now. <laughs> um, it, you're in the discovery phase, <laughs> the curiosity phase. I would say right now, hobbies in my life, um, working out is kind of my hobby, which I know that doesn't 100% count. But in the terms of being bad at something, being interested in doing something, that was Pilates for me this year, would go into class as being, quote unquote, the worst person, not knowing what we're doing. And I feel like I've progressively gotten good at that. In the past, I've done sand volleyball leagues. I did that in college and when I was living in New York City. And that was a really fun hobby that I would love to get back into. So loved doing that. I participated in some a book club, 
in a dinner club, a bachelor watching club, which LOL, watching TV. I saw online 50% of people's hobbies is watching TV. That's the number one hobby in the US, which it, that's what the article is about. It's like, does that really count? Because, you know, is that really relieving your stress and making you a better person? But that is a very popular hobby, which the article is saying, we should look past that. Like, how can we dive deeper into this? <laughs> um, and some other hobbies I've done, puzzles, bird watching during 2020, during quarantine, I got into bird watching. We had this book, we had binoculars and it was very fun. And then swim club uh, in college, but segue to this, I think your environment plays a big part in hobbies and whether or not you're participating in hobbies, because I know in high school or college, you're really encouraged to find hobbies and participate in them. And that's definitely where I got into sand volleyball and doing the swim club. And that can be very consistent. So yeah, I feel like right now our adult life environment isn't always the most fostering for hobbies. And then yeah, there's that problem with consistency. Other than the volleyball league and the sports leagues that I've done, there's not much holding me to continuously showing up and constantly showing up every week or every so often for those hobbies. Yeah. Thinking about the consistency, same and like keeping that momentum going. I got the film camera and I shot a couple roles and then I got them developed. And it's like, how can we stick to hobbies? Because like you said, if it's not, you're not on like a sports team or getting paid from something outside of just the sheer joy of enjoying it, how do you like stick with a hobby? I think is kind of the whole problem for all of us is it not to just be this fun fleeting thing, but to actually follow through and make it a part of your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which... I think all that we can definitely get into and kind of to start off, I think something that a lot of people are probably wondering is why are hobbies important? I know we were talking about doing this topic. That was the number one question that came to me. And they're important for a lot of reasons. I feel like as a society, we've built this world where we go to school, we go to high school, middle school, college, and then we go to work. And then you spend your whole life either in school or working. And yeah, as we get older, we just get more responsibilities and we start to think that we don't have that free time. And, you know, other responsibilities make us feel that we're not being selfish and that we're helping other people or we're taking care of kids or family or whatever, your job. But I feel like it's actually selfish to not put yourself first and to not find those resources that allow you to show up for yourself in your work and for those relationships by having an outlet that allows you to release stress. So yeah, hobbies are a great outlet for releasing various energies and finding time in your day to do something that you want to do can reduce negative stress while promoting positive stress, which is also known as eustress. Never knew that. I also think we should talk about technology's role in this because like you said, so many people are considering watching TV a hobby or social media being a hobby. and Or video games. Like, yeah. I feel like 10 years ago, Instagram for me, it was a hobby. It was like, mm. oh my gosh, this like fun new app. Like, let me take some pictures and edit them. But I almost feel like with the way Instagram and TikTok are now or YouTube or other channels, it's solely being a hobby is kind of a hard sell because, you know, there's a lot of downsides to social media you're getting on. Maybe you're comparing or maybe it's like making you feel bad about yourself or like for us, like I feel like social media just feels like work to me because whether I'm posting, it's like I kind of need to post for things or if I'm seeing other content, it's like inspiring me for something that I need to post. It's very hard for me to just like truly get on the apps, maybe minus Pinterest. Like Pinterest is the one for me that is actually, I could say hobby-ish because mm -hmm. I make my vision boards and that feels fun for me. But otherwise, like I'm just kind of getting on social media. And so for us to all say, 
I don't have time for a hobby. Let's think. If you spent two hours a week doing something, I think that could be, you know, like you spent two hours a week gardening, two hours a week learning how to shoot film. That to me seems like, oh, you're working on a hobby. I think, speaking for myself, but almost all of us could probably donate two hours of social media, TV, video game time to a hobby. I think we can Mm -hmm. all admit that that's realistic, but it does seem like when am I going to have time to do another hobby? But if we look at our screen time, I'm sure there's time in there. It's right there. It's right in front of you. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I feel like that is like the age old excuse. It's like, I don't have time for that. But it's truly about taking a look at yourself. What are you spending your time on? Why don't you have time? Can you wake up earlier? Like, how can you find more time in the day? Can I replace this good habit? I think this would be considered a good habit, depending on how you use your hobby, with something that's not productive, which is but that's not benefiting you. Like social media, for example. Yeah, because let's say you spend two hours working on a hobby that's helping you learn a skill or relieving stress or making you feel better about something. How often do you get off of, you know, two hours of watching TV or two hours of scrolling TikTok and be like, wow, I feel great. I feel inspired. I feel so good about that. I'm so glad I took the time to do that. No, I'm not saying I always feel bad when I do it, but I'm not usually Mm -hmm. like super stoked that I did that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like a part, it's just, I don't know, a part of the day, I guess. Yeah. I think that it's safe to say that it's not the healthiest of habits. So yeah, I think this is a great conversation about maybe replacing your free time that you're spending on social media or doing something digital online with a fun hobby. So also because so much of our lives are already spent on a screen. Mm-hmm. I know for me, it's like if I was working all day looking at a screen and then I get to the end of a work day and I'm like, oh, I want to do something fun. I don't need more screen time. Like I need to do something with my hands. I need to do something. But even I have felt myself, especially since I stopped drinking alcohol, being like, what do I even like to do for fun? <laughs> like, I don't know sometimes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, carry on with your next thing and then we'll, we can loop back. No, exactly. Which I think we'll definitely talk about that in a second. Like what is our identity of fun and how do we identify what we do for fun? But yeah, of course, your hobbies are absolutely going to affect your mental health and in the best way. And you know what affects your mental health in a bad way is social media and phones. I feel like this is just a great duality that needs to be thought about. But research shows that people with hobbies are less likely to suffer from stress, low mood, and depression. Activities that get you out and about can make you feel happier and more relaxed. Group activities like team sports can improve your communication skills and relationships with others. But yeah, I think it's all about having those connections with other people. If it's a hobby that you can do with others, just being social. A lot of hobbies can revolve around that community time. As we know, we need community. So yeah, there's just like all these amazing benefits for your mood and for your mental health. So in a time, especially like the winter or I don't know, just a time where we live in this digital age where a lot of people are suffering with mental health issues, this is a great way to hopefully combat that. I know. That's why I think, isn't that like a phrase? It's like, man, I need to get a hobby or it's like, Go get a hobby. Yeah. But it's true. Like, Oh my gosh. Yes. Take your attention and your time and like put it into something. Put it into something better. Which another topic that I found when I was researching for this is how much our jobs become our identity. And sorry to change topics really quick, but I feel like a hobby is a way to add to your identity something about you that does not fully rely around your job. Because I know when we introduce ourselves to people... Some people will be like, so what do you do for work? Which 
a lot of people feel like their identity is their job. When you have hobbies, you know, it's like, oh, what do you like to do for fun? So if your hobbies are like surfing or flying kites or stuff like that, I don't know, there's more to your identity and there's ways to show off your personality more than just your work. Yeah, and then when you're not working, it gives you something else to talk about with people. Like, you know, when you go to the, like, we just had all the holidays and I just had a crisis at the beginning of this episode. And I'm like, why does no one ask me about anything besides work? I'm like, do I just mm. worked all day? Can we like not talk about work for like an hour? Yeah. But like, if all of us are all just working and we're not investing in these extracurricular activities, then that's all we're going to have to talk about. Yeah. Or if you lose your job or if you get fired and your whole identity is like, oh my gosh, I am this amazing I don't web know. designer. Thank you. I'm like, I keep thinking of the same jobs. <laughs> Give me something else. I'm this amazing web designer. Like my whole life is graphic design and designing websites. And like, who am I? There was a really good podcast clip that I saw of the Christy Carlson Romano podcast. She was on Even Stevens. She was like the sister. Um, she had Monique Coleman on, who's Taylor from High School Musical. She said that after the High School Musical movies that she had literally no sense of identity, that she had tied up her whole identity into being that character on High School Musical. So when it was done, she went into this whole deep depression because like she didn't know who she was. Not saying that hobbies would fix that, but it is crazy how much if you only put everything into your job, when it's over, it's like, what else are you? Yeah. And that's a big part of my identity with New Wave right now. And like New Wave being in my house, I'm like, I want to be something besides New Wave to like a lot of people. And because then it, maybe if work's not going well or whatever, it makes you feel like your self-worth is directly related to that job. So yeah, like if you do bad at your job that week or yeah, you get fired, then you can feel terrible and it can really, really affect your mental health. So all around, I think it's just going for a more balanced lifestyle so that, I don't know, you're not putting too much value into any one area. Exactly. So I think we can give some examples of hobbies. I know you wrote a good list. What were some of the things that you came up with? Of hobbies that I have done? Or just any hobbies, examples that people could participate in. Okay, well, one hobby that I loved that was actually a, a good hobby. At, <laughs> a good hobby I was at. A hobby I was good at, um, which is not the point. But I loved thrifting. Before I had New Wave, like... It was just so fun. Like if I didn't know what to do with myself, I was like, oh my God, I'm just going to go thrifting. Like maybe we'll have a mission and like look for some clothes or maybe we'll do something in the kitchen. Like that was like my OG hobby. And then I started getting good at my hobby and then decided to monetize it. And ever since, like, of course I still love thrifting, but it feels different when it's your job or it's monetized. But I can... Think of the feelings that I had around that when it was truly just fun and a passion. And it's so nice because then on just like an open Saturday or in the evening when you don't know what else to do and you're like, okay, I think I have everything done. The house is clean. You can do your hobby. And mm -hmm. I am, I made a list of some hobby ideas, but even I'm like, I don't know if any of these are really yanking my chain. <laughs> Okay, what are they? How about it? <laughs> uh, arts and crafts, scrapbooking, knitting, crocheting, sewing, cooking for fun, like outside of the food that you have to eat, but like more experimental with recipes, gardening, landscaping. You could collect something. See, this one maybe shows like going to art gallery shows. Mm -hmm. I studied art in college, so I used to like go to them 
we had to for school. And it was just like so cool. I don't know, to like kind of get dressed up. I've even seen some TikTok lately. I don't know. You and I usually have the same For You page. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was like this guy and his friends. And he's like, we used to turn up at the club, but everyone does that. So now we turn up at art galleries. Mm. And it's like, it's such a vibe to go to like an art show. So maybe I'll get back into that. Um, I don't know. There's also other shows. Like you could go antique shows or like car shows, boat shows. I don't know if we have any... <laughs> <laughs> boat show enthusiasts. Yeah. I've been to a boat show before. <laughs> See? Okay, there you go. I won free tickets from the radio <laughs> to a boat show. I'm like, well, might as well go. I mean, or like used to go to your estate sales a lot. Mm-hmm. That's kind of similar energy. Yeah. No, I, when you said thrifting, I'm glad that you said that. That could be a hobby because that was definitely, I, I definitely resonate with that as a hobby. Like if I want something fun to do or want to de-stress. I'll go thrifting because as someone who does not own a secondhand store, there's no goals. I don't, I don't have to find something. I can just like walk in and find really cool things. Other things that I wrote down, like I said earlier, puzzles, um, music, as in like playing an instrument. So one of the TED Talks I was listening to about hobbies, the girl was during the day, she was an engineer, but then at night or outside her work hours, she was in a band and played guitar. So that's really fun. And that's definitely a cool way to yeah de-stress and be bad at something and get better um Ooh, yeah. along with music my sister is so good at just <laughs> i wasn't say she's so good at this but she at one point i think had seven record players but she can find them at a thrift store and then figure out how they work or not which is mind-blowing to me like mm. I, I don't even know how to turn one on but she you know she she's like oh you just clean them all up she found this one amazing record that was like inside a dresser type of thing and yeah fixed it up it's in her place now and she has her whole little record collection so i might have to hijack that one from her because i was at her house this weekend and i was like you are so cool i can't even like i don't know I don't even know how to drop the thing onto the record, let alone know if it works or not. Yeah, that's that that's a really fun. good one. I think other things that relate to that, DIY projects, so home projects, or even just reusing, reduce, reuse, recycle. I've been seeing a lot of fun DIY projects for the holidays and making your own decor or making your own present wrap and stuff. So yeah, I feel like any of those be great. Ooh, with that though, like DIY beauty products and like home Mm. cleaners. And I don't know, I see people, you know, making like lip scrubs or shampoos or lotions. Yeah, making soap. Connor got into that and he's been making his own soap, which as someone with allergies, he's like, I want to know exactly what's in this. Like, I don't want to break out in hives from freaking hand soap. So yeah, those are all some really fun ideas. And I think we wanted to give some tips for how you can find your own hobby, how you can figure out what's going to work for you. The first thing I thought of was just channeling your inner child. Like what made you happy when you were five, when you were 10? And how can you tap into those activities that you used to love? (laughs) What made me think of that was this beekeeper that I follow on TikTok. Her name's Erica Thompson. She apparently used to love bugs as a kid. And in the last 10 years, got into beekeeping, which she has now made into a career. But it started out as just a hobby for her. She really liked bugs and had a job in nonprofits that wanted to tap back into that hobby and learn beekeeping in her 20s. So it's never too late for a hobby. Even something as crazy as beekeeping, like you would think that takes 
degrees and lots of knowledge and stuff, but she learned it and is killing it. Yeah, I think just thinking outside of the box. I mean, you can Google like hobbies and all the basic ones come up, but sometimes I think those niche communities or like also my sister has like adult Legos. Just, yeah, tying back to your childhood, like what you liked to do before you worried about money or what people thought of you or if you had to be good at things. Like I used to make these scrapbooks for every year and I would print off the photos and I would keep, you know, like an airline ticket or if I went to a concert and I would put it all in there and it was just so fun and no one saw them besides like my family, but I just did it for me and it was great to like make a mess and spend time doing something with my hands. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I think a tip that I have is that nature provides some of the easiest barrier to entry hobbies and also free hobbies like bird watching, looking at the clouds, going on walks, taking hikes, going camping. That one's not free, but... <laughs> also, just nature photography. Experts agree that spending as little as 10 minutes in nature can lead to improved mood, focus, and overall well-being. I think getting into hiking is a great one. Like, that really doesn't cost anything. That can be something that you tackle if you're someone who likes to check things off. It's like, okay, maybe I'll do a new hike every month. That's a hobby. There you go. Yeah. I didn't get that membership out at Fontenelle Forest this year and hiked way more in the last year than I did all the years before. And it is nice. You're like, wow, there, there's so many different types of trees and foliage and, or even I guess we didn't really discuss like deeply learning about a specific thing. Like maybe you really want to learn about all the different types of trees or all the different types of flowers or fruit or nutrition. I mentioned this on last week's episode, but I'm getting into water. <laughs> different types of water. Right now I'm drinking Hawaiian volcanic water and I also got some from a spring in Tennessee and I hope to keep learning more about the different, like I don't really know what alkaline and all the different pH means and I really want to do a deep dive and learn everything there is to know about water. That's perfect. I think that constitutes a hobby. Maybe you can find something in your community where you can participate in that conversation and Maybe there's a local spring that you can visit. Things like that. There you go. Uh, that brings up a great point that there's also probably Facebook pages for like almost every hobby out there and then connecting mm-hmm. with other people who share that interest. And then it does make your travels more fun. One of my forever hobbies, as long as I can remember, I've always loved going to local coffee shops. Like I always go to them in Omaha, but when I'm traveling, it's like an easy thing that I'm like, oh, one of my favorite things to do is to go find a local coffee shop. So yeah, based on your hobby, I could be visiting springs now or be more aware of that. Yeah. Good point. Pick up a new local spring water wherever you visit. Yeah. Aw. <laughs> Rank them. Okay, like- cool. Well, in conclusion, I think we had a great conversation. I hope this has inspired you to really think about what hobby you can pick up in this new year, what effort you can make to free up some time and put something valuable in there that's going to help you de-stress, that'll bring you that joy, make you happy. Because yeah, these are silly, you know, at times and dumb, but they really do make a big impact on your life. And I know I'm excited to hopefully get back into some hobbies this coming year. Yeah. When this episode airs, I'll make a little post in our Facebook group. So come there and comment what hobby you're going to be trying in 2023. That way we can all give each other some ideas and inspiration. Perfect. I love that. Okay, amazing. Well, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Already Friends. Wait, wait, wait. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. (laughs) Two days, right? Yeah. It'll be January 1st. 
yeah happy new year and hope you guys again had a great holiday season thanks for spending another year with us if you're a 2021 listener thanks for being here with us in 2022 and here's to new episodes and more fun in 2023 all right we'll see you on the other side Bye. bye hey guys thanks so much again for listening to another episode we seriously appreciate all the love and support and to show our appreciation allison's gonna announce a giveaway that we have going on and she's gonna tell you how you can get entered all right what you can win is a big pr box full of all of these awesome products there will be something in there for everyone in order to get entered there are two things you can do one is to leave a rating or review on apple Podcasts and spotify make sure to send a screenshot of that to our instagram that way we know you left that review or you can put something up on your instagram story whether that's a screenshot of the podcast episode you're listening to a quote that you resonated with and tag us so that we can make sure to see it and then we will put you into our chart of your name and we will draw at the end of the year as always if you guys want to stay connected with us you can join our facebook group already friends podcast friend squad you can also join our patreon page patreon.com slash already friends it's five dollars a month for a bonus episode every single month with access to our entire backlog of bonus episodes guys so many good topics there so go check that out and yeah as always thanks for listening and we'll catch you guys next time bye bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in maryland turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code old line 150 then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.